0: Love, Hope, Radio. Oh, it's that time again.
2: To be whole heal my soul
3: White, We had a fantastic live at five interview today. It was a special interview with Abraham McDonald. Uh, Alan Def Jam's newest vocal sensation. He was simply amazing. And we also had Norma Bryan Howard. She was talking about her phenomenal uh summer camp for girls that deals with uh building their self-esteem. So if you missed that live at five special edition show today. Download it. It is available now. It would inspire you, especially Abraham's just powerful, motivational, and encouraging tips on how to keep going when you want to give up. Now, tonight's show, we're talking about offenses, how to overcome offenses. And an offense is like carrying the spirit um, of a thousand-pound elephant. When you carry an offense, it's like carrying a thousand-pound elephant on your shoulder, it is a heavy and hurtful load that makes it hard for you to enjoy your relationships and your life. And so tonight we have Arthur Brian Williams on, and he is going to uh, discuss how we can overcome an offense, uh, what an offense is, and why uh, it is Satan's good pleasure that we are bound to the spirit of offense and not really flow in a healthy emotion uh drama-free life while carrying the spirit of offense. So we're going to talk about that later in the show. We also have in our boast about your book segment, we have LaShonda Jones, the author of My God and Me, and she is set to come on in a few minutes. But we like to welcome everybody who is online and in the chat. We welcome you to Real Talk with Tanya White. If you're a first-time listener, we love, love, love that you took the opportunity out of your uh, schedule to to sit and listen to us. We are rated R for being real, relevant, and refreshing. Every single show we want to change your no I can attitudes into yes I can actions, and so we do that with the biggest, brightest, and best guests possible. And tonight is no different. Now, before we get started, I want to encourage everyone right now to visit tanyawhite.com. Tanya is T A N Y A. White is in the color dot com. Listen, my brand new, uh, latest book, it came out March 1st, called Girl, You Can Win, The Ten Highly Essential Habits of a Winning Woman is available. It is powerful. It is my best book yet. This is not just a book, you guys. It is a belief system because as women we are savvy, intelligent, resilient, resourceful creatures. But sometimes we let our insecurities, our self-doubt, our low self-esteem, Hinder us from being the best, the brightest, and the biggest uh, person that God has already ordained us to be. We were created. We were born to win. We were built to win. Now with this book, I want you to believe that you are a winning woman. I give you ten highly essential habits, uh, which include your actions, your attitudes, and your associations. It is a quick, easy read. You can read it while you're getting your hair done, your nails and feet done you will be inspired and empowered to move to the next dimension in your life. It will transform your thinking. So I want to encourage you right now to go to TanyaWhite.com. I will send you a signed copy. And tonight I will also give you a free download of uh, my teaching, Girl, You're Worth More Than That, if you order it right now via TanyaWhite.com. Also, while you're on TanyaWhite.com, I have three other books, Relationship Reruns, The 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell, and How to Deal with a Difficult Woman. Um, but until Saturday, if you are a nonprofit business or you have a women's event coming up, I am giving How to Deal with a Difficult Woman away to, for free, up to 100 copies. I We do ask that you pay for shipping, but we're giving you signed copies of the book for free. Now, I know you're saying, why would I want a How to Deal with a Difficult Woman? Because it is a conflict resolution manual. As women, men, sometimes we do not know how to resolve conflict with women who are being difficult. We choose to ignore, argue, or avoid them, and that is not healthy. This book gives you practical uh, tips to help you deal with conflict with a woman who is being difficult in a quick, calm manner that helps you hopefully to restore the relationship. And if not restore it, embrace that it's time to let it go. But this book shows you the why uh, behind the difficult behavior and gives you simple steps on how to deal with it. So right now, if you email me at Tanya at TanyaWhite.com, say, Tanya, I would love those free books. We are giving them away. If you have a women's event coming up, uh, you uh, have a women's ministry We would love to give you some free books. We are asking that you do pay for shipping. So if you email me at tanya at com, I will send you that information. Listen, while you're visiting and you love this show and you're looking for a low-cost marketing outlet, we accept monthly sponsorships for just $50. Sponsorships pay for everything from our assistant to audio editing to show promotion Like I said, we bring the biggest, the brightest, and the best, and we will promote you and market you in such a way if you partner with us for sponsorship. We would love to have you. Listen, once again, if you missed today's Live at Five show, a special interview with Abraham McDonald, you may know him uh, as a karaoke challenge winner on Oprah Winfrey, but he is Alan Def Jam's newest sensation, uh, and he was just so amazing, so inspiring, so powerful. Download that show and be inspired. Now, listen, we are set to talk about overcoming offenses, but before we do that, we're going to boast about uh, this wonderful book by LaShonda Jones called My God and Me. Listen, I believe this is her first time here, and I hope it's not her last, so we'd like to welcome to the show uh, LaShonda Jones. Hello, LaShonda, how are you? Let's see what blog talk is doing. Hello, Lashonda. Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Blog Talk oh. was taking a little break for a second. So okay. we are glad that you are on Real Talk with Tanya White. How are you?
4: I'm feeling really well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited about the opportunity. How's okay. everything with you?
3: It is fantastic Lips, and it is spring break and the weather is beautiful, so I am enjoying ah. myself this week.
4: Well, you know, I came I came to Milwaukee, uh Last night, and I'm here through the weekend, and uh, I woke up to snow on a car, and currently there's flurries going on, so I'm not feeling very spring breakish.
2: Ooh,
4: no. <laughs> right now. Not flurries.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I could have stayed in New York with the 80-degree weather, but oh well, you know, such is life, right?
3: <laughs> yes, yes. Listen, you're only there till Saturday. <laughs> Hopefully nothing yeah, right, major. Right, right. Well, listen, like, yeah. You have a new book out called My God and Me. But before we get into that, I would love for you to tell us who you are in your own words.
4: Um, I I, I honestly um, it's like describe myself as like just a very simple, down to earth person. Um, and you know, usually when people describe this, describe themselves, they add on a whole bunch of other things. But that's just the basic description. Um, I'm a single woman out to live the way God wants me to live and to do as he would have me do and just keep a very simple and low-key life. And um, along the way, I've just written about my experiences with people, and that's pretty much the gist of it. But uh, for more description, I live in New York City. I'm single um, and um, just very excited and um, on fire about life.
3: Listen, we love people who are excited and on fire about life because listen there's no other really there's no other way to be you know life can beat you down sometime but if you have I that can. positive attitude you can persevere through anything now your Absolutely. book my god and me listening learning and growing on my journey what inspired you to write this book uh,
4: you know the the goal was not even to write a book that's the the most amazing thing about this whole process. Mm. Um, I was blogging on MySpace for a couple of years and I wasn't even blogging about spirituality. At least I didn't think I was, I was blogging about things that, uh, just made me say, mm. <laughs> 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 you know, I was just okay. writing about my day to day activities and, um, observations and things like that. And um, at some point, about two years after I started blogging, I looked at my list on my computer, and I was like, oh, gosh, you know, I have close to 100 blogs. I could write a book or combine it for a book. And um, at the time, I was uh, doing mostly fashion blogging, um, mm-hmm. blogging about plus fashion, and blogging about the political um, hoopla around Obama and Hillary Clinton. And uh, so I figured that most of my stuff would be, about that, but as I weeded through all my material, um, I, was, I actually gravitated towards the things that talked about my spiritual growth, which I didn't even realize I was in the process of. Like, that wasn't my focus at the time. Um, it was something I was doing personally, but it wasn't something that um, I was focused on as a writer. And... Um, it, it, the book itself sort of came from that, and uh, it's interesting because it's like three hundred pages. So apparently, I was writing about something um, yeah. <laughs> all that time. And um, the way the way that uh, it sort of formed and um, uh, from in, it developed um, once I whittled down to what I have was. Uh, Ideas on what formed my character, what contributed to my character and my personality, and uh, my spirituality, and you know how, how what the contributions, the things that strengthened, that strengthened all of that, and then the things that sort of um, increased my faith, and um, those are the things I think those are the main areas of focus in the book, and that's pretty much how it came about.
3: Wow! Now, how long had uh, you been writing? Writing in general or just writing in general because uh, I I did the same thing. I started out blogging, writing newsletters and I was like, Hmm, let me just pull all this together. But exactly. I realized I have I have been writing on my life. I was the one to write the little uh devotionals at church and mm-hmm. but I never really pulled it together and say, Okay, I need to really focus on this. So, how long have you been writing?
4: I wanna say forever. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, most like, writers
3: do. Most writers yeah. do write.
4: I can't remember not having a pen or pencil in my hand. So I, I was just i just answered this question for someone the other day, and I said, well, I, I, I do remember keeping a journal as young as the age of six. Um, I don't know when I started writing stories, per se, but I do remember having regular outlines for mm-hmm. multiple stories by ninth grade. Yeah. And um, one of the things I remember, one of my creative writing teachers telling me, and um, I think it was ninth or tenth grade, I was writing some... Um, breakout novel <laughs> mm-hmm. for a project, and um, I was writing about 26-year-olds. I think the age range in my in my, in my story was uh, a 26-year-old woman or something or another. And um, it was a great description as far as I was concerned. But she handed my paper back to me, and she said, LaShonda, she said, this is nice. This is good. You know, love your style, love the character development, all this other stuff. But I really want you to write about what you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I did write about what I know. Like, that was in my head. She goes, no, but she's too old for you. You're only 14. You you need to write about 14-year-olds. And so, you know, I thought that was interesting that someone would tell me to write about something that obviously I wasn't feeling like writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you know, when, when the writers asked me, you know, um, pretty much you know, what what should I do? I want to be a writer. What should I do? My One of the best answers I've, I've, I've received was just write. You know, no matter what comes out, just write. That's, and that's how why I'm
3: people all the time. <laughs> I yeah. want to write a book, so tell you. And I ask them, right. what are they What are they writing right now? How? I mean, are they writing every day? I tell the people, oh, you just better write. That's wonderful advice.
4: Yeah, and then and and that's actually going to be my testimony for how this book came about,
2: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> because I wasn't writing a book. I was just writing,
2: mm-hmm. and
4: the book came from it. You know, just just for me writing about day to day life experiences relationships friends whatever was on my mind i just wrote about it and then i developed this book and i have two books of poetry that also developed the same way and those poems came from i don't know as long as young as 15 years old up to my into my 30s where i just i was like oh let me i have a collection look at this let me put it Mm -hmm. together and and so that's like pretty much that's the story of my life everything's uh so like everything works to the good, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just throw it all together. And, you know, something's going to come of it. So, yeah.
3: Wow. If you're just doing real talk with Tanya White, we're talking to LaShonda Jones, and she's discussing her new book, My God and Me. Let me get it right. My God and Me, listening, learning, and growing on my journey. Now, what can readers hope when they pick up this book uh, and start reading it? What can they hope to take away from it?
4: I I think my biggest hope is that they um take away how connected we are as okay. a creation, you know, as a people. That um that the smallest thing is a contribution to someone's life, you know, that we're responsible for what we contribute for whether or not we intend to or not. We we have a responsibility to our brothers and sisters, you know in mm-hmm. creation, not just in Christ, but in creation, that we're leaving a mark somehow. And um, this book is all about relationships. And I usually want to say it's a book about relationships. Some people shut down because they're thinking like romantic or, um, you know, man-woman relationships. And it's really a book about all types of relationships, you know, family, friends, employment, uh, people you cross the crosswalk with and never mm-hmm. see again, you know. Um, and I think because it's just about, my relationship with people in general and all aspects of my life, the best way for me to describe it was like God working for these people in my life and hence yeah. the title my God in me, um, because he's just worked wonders in my life through all these people. Um, whether, you know, it may have been painful at the time, it may have been difficult at the time, and it may have been a great pleasure. Who knows, you know? But at the same time, I, I gleaned all these lessons from it. So what I hope people take away from it is that, you know, they may, you know, uh, pass someone, you know, in five seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if they may drop a word in that person's life that stays with them for the rest of their life, you never know. Wow. And um, that's pretty much, what you know, the message of the book. There's now, been several of those people in my life.
3: And I was reading something, and one of these questions, when they wrote a little blurb about the book, one of the questions asked, do you find yourself wearing were my dying relationships ever real relationships? Now, look, I'm a relationship person. My first three mm-hmm. books were about relationships, conflict mm-hmm. resolutions, and relationships of all time. And that is one of the questions in my second book, Relationship Reruns, I had to ask myself uh, the relationships that were dying or or getting cut off, and I couldn't understand why. Were they ever real? How do mm-hmm. we know? How do we answer that question for ourselves? Were these relationships that are, you know, once a part of our life, once, you know, brought us joy and happiness, now they're no longer here. Were they ever real? How do we answer that for ourselves?
4: I think uh, what I, the conclusion I've come to, and I think I'm still working on this conclusion, <laughs> but the mm-hmm. conclusion I've, I've come to is that they are absolutely real, Um I I think um, once and that's like the biggest question are they real was I just imagining something Um, was it all in my head Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know was it just me (laughs) and I've had quite a few quite a few of those um, one-sided relationships where I'm putting so much in and it feels like nothing's coming from the other side and so um, that's when I want to draw back and so forth but um, I would say yes they are absolutely real and then Whatever you you realize you're not receiving or whatever you realize you're lacking from the other party, um, I think that that's something that you can also grow on, the lack, Mm. the knowledge of the lack, you know. So um, I want love and respect and acceptance from you but you're not giving it to me okay well obviously this relationship isn't working both ways so let me know now i know exactly what i'm looking for let me drop you (laughs) move on and be open to someone who's going to give me what i'm looking for and that's the way that i've sort of grown and moved about you know it's like okay well yes that that was real you know there was some interaction and so forth but I took what I could learn learning wise and now I I'm not going to take the same lack from someone else. Does
3: hmm. that make sense? That you know, that makes a whole lot of sense. I didn't write it in those exact words but I wrote that in my book. Every relationship you learn from and it was it meant something in your life. Uh and it I love does. what you say. I need to drop you because sometimes we hold on, and that leads us to another question that was written in your blurb: Are the people who we maintain contact with, uh, but with there's no which there's no connection, worth holding on to? And Mm -hmm. sometimes I believe that we know the answer to that question is: Yeah, no, they're not worth holding on to. Mm -hmm. But the fear of not having them in our life or not uh, thinking that there's going to be another. Relationship, friendship, or whatever coming paralyzes mm-hmm. us. Do you agree? It, it
4: really does. I absolutely agree, and I absolutely agree. I was just talking to someone about this because this is uh, something I'm still working through. I think we always work through and we revisit, right? Yes. So, um, one one thing that I realized was like, okay, well, um, there's relationships I don't want anymore, and I try to exit. <laughs> gracefully yes. or <laughs> however, and it, it, it doesn't necessarily work. But one thing that I have realized that makes me feel more comfortable than just dropping people and just acting like they, you know, no longer exist because they're not good for my life, <laughs> one thing that makes me feel better as a human being is um, dropping them, <laughs> letting them know that, you know, whatever, this isn't working. But at the same time, there's an option. Uh, my availability is still an option to them.
2: When they are able
4: to provide what I need, so um, as a jerk, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not welcome in my life as a jerk. But when you become loving and kind, absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly open to it.
3: But but you you know know what I'm saying? You've become a a a personal friend of mine in my mind right now because you're just (laughs) encouraging me. Now, how do we? uh, Because I'm in a situation, girl, right now, and it's applied to a family member. Uh And I need to. I've dropped them, but they're trying to come back in my life, and they're no good. It's toxic. The toxicity is making me crazy.
4: Well, you know, and then you know, people
3: say, you know. That's your family, blah, blah, blah. But Who
4: cares about family? Family is overrated. Thank I do you. write about that. <laughs> a family is completely 100% overrated. Family has never done nothing for me that God has not been able to do better and replace. Let me put it that way. So, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm blood. Blood is thicker than water. When, and this is this is one piece that, like, changed a whole, my whole outlook on family was uh, when my pastor taught on the power of the blood. And he talked about how people are mis... They mis... Uh, construe what's meant by blood is thicker than water and how the world sort of turned that around. And he said, if you think about it, what is really meant by this when you take it back is that the blood of Christ is thicker than the water of the womb. And what family will say is that our blood is thicker than water in the world, which doesn't make sense when you break it down, right? So... (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it it doesn't make sense it's like well where's the water you know on this side and that side but what I thought about is if if you take the you know the blood of Christ being thicker than the water of the womb and then you're you're looking at your your relationship with Christ and the relationships that come from that Mm -hmm. you know into the rest of your life right and so if if, no matter who they are relatives friends coworkers or whoever if they don't have that Christ like attitude towards you that's not anything that's going to benefit your life if you're walking that way you know what i'm saying yes. so if if i have plenty of family all my family <laughs> And that mm-hmm. think, you know, mostly that I'm just a goody tissues or whichever. That's fine and dandy. You can think what you want. But if you're not in alignment with what I want for my life, you have no need to contribute anything to it because it's not going to bear the type of fruit that I want to bear in my life. And that's just hands down how I am. I, I, I've, and that's just over the past couple of years where I've gotten that strong to say, mm, I really don't need to deal with you, you know. And I don't have to be that blunt. <laughs> they You must be a, a Capricorn.
3: Are you a Capricorn?
4: I'm a Leo. <laughs> oh,
3: it's the same, same, same thing, different month. <laughs>
2: a Capricorn to Leo's are similar.
3: <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Uh, I have no you're my, idea. You're my new BFF, Lashonda. In my mind, <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I'll
4: be calling you, girl. <laughs>
3: you have really think, freed me because yeah, that is
4: a toxic family to the curb. Yes.
3: Yes, I mean, and it, it can stifle and paralyze your. Your sanity, uh, because especially if you're an older child. I'm the oldest child, and I heard that, mm-hmm. you know, take care of sister, take care of your family. Oh, your life. Blood is than water. And, and I'm thinking, if the blood is tainting me, what mm-hmm. do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. So, oh, that freed me. And so, all this is in your book, My God and Me.
4: It is, absolutely. I actually, yeah, I wrote about all that. And, um, the, the piece that I just mentioned, um, uh, the blood being thicker than water and so forth and um, the blood of Christ so f- and, and that is in a piece called Defining Friend of family. Mm. and Family, um, which is very appropriate for your question. Um, and I break down the definition of family and the definition of friend. And one thing that I started that piece off with was um, talking about how God claims to be, God said that he was Abraham's friend.
2: Yes. And
4: um, I I think about that often. I'm thinking, well, gosh, if God is my friend,
2: mm-hmm. if
4: if, I, if if he's claiming to be my friend, and I have friends that are backstabbing, <laughs> talking about me, dogging me out, don't want to be around me, don't want to spend time, and do all these nasty negative things, how can I put them on a level with God when they're treating me like that? Yeah. And so when when I started comparing that, it was easier to let go.
1: Yeah.
4: It was easy. It was like... He, God is my friend. You don't deserve that title.
3: You really wow. don't. Wow. Wow. This you book know. sounds amazingly free, uh, words of deliverance. Where can we pick it up, LaShonda? Please
4: pick it up at Amazon.com and uh, BarnesandNoble.com. It's available online only at this point, I'm mm-hmm. not in any stores, but uh, it gets to you really fast.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: So and- from the comfort of your home, you can have it within a day or two.
3: Listen, just that blurb about defining friends and family, and that's what we're talking about—overcoming offenses. And unfortunately, most of our offended offenses come from family, um,
4: absolutely,
3: and us not really communicating and carrying and harboring all that junk. So please get LaShonda's book. What's next on the horizon for you, uh, LaShonda? You know, um.
4: That's a popular question, too. I yeah. I do have a couple of pieces that I'm writing, um, and I'm not sure how they're going to develop. But uh, as we said earlier, I'll just keep on writing and see what comes, see where I'm led.
3: Wow. Now, where can people sign up for your blog?
4: Um, at www.mygodandme.info slash blog. Okay. And um, I'm also at, on Facebook at Facebook slash yeah. Facebook.com slash my god me.
3: Wow. You have been wonderful. I mean you've you've really helped me. That's why I love having this show. Because I, <laughs> I
4: mean, you make me feel so good right now. I'm like I'm gonna have to call you <laughs> up like in five
3: minutes when the show well when the show's over like, Hey
2: you.
3: <laughs> yes, I told you you're my new BFF. <laughs> Loving you girl. We need to uh connect and connect quickly. Cause you're gonna encourage me to, you know, sometimes. And sometimes when we break ties and drop people, we want to pick them back up. And we do, uh, we I, do. I can't pick anybody back up. <laughs> cause yeah, I, I'm tired mentally. I can't handle it anymore. And and that's the thing. One thing, one realization I came to is that, um,
4: um, pretty much God is doing a work in me and in my life, and I have to honor that. the in, in the sense that I can't just allow people to destroy me. And, okay. and when we keep toxic relationships, that's basically what we're doing. And, you know, I understand forgiveness. I understand that, you know, we need to love our, our neighbors and as ourselves and all, all that. And I do, you know. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you're not doing the same thing, if I'm not receiving the same from you, and your your interaction in my life is more destructive than it is constructive, then I need to protect what God is doing in my life. And that's first and foremost for me, you know? So because I know that I'm meant to be a blessing to others. So if you're trying to destroy the blessing that God's placed on my life so I can be ineffective in other people's lives, then I have to cut you off.
3: Yeah.
4: It's not going to work.
3: Listen, I'm definitely going to have you back for Sister Girlfriend Talk for the show. Thank you. You have been a joy. My God and me, listening, learning, um, Let me get it right. Listening, learning, and growing on my journey. Lashonda Jones, we're going to keep in contact with you. Sign up for her blog, and we will follow up with you later, Lashonda.
4: Thank you so much, Tanya. You have a great night.
3: You too. Thank you.
4: Thanks again for having me on. God bless.
3: God bless you too. Wow, it was amazing. Pick up Lashonda's book right now, My God and Me. Uh, Phenomenal, phenomenal. Just a little blurb. If you missed it, please listen to the archive. Listen, we are set to uh, bring on Brian Williams. Uh, When I saw the title of his book, I was like, I must, I must, I must have him on Real Talk with Tanya White, uh, Overcoming Offenses, Uh, Ten Steps for Healing Your Offended Soul. Listen, a lot of us are carrying around offenses right now. So we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to bring him on. And listen, if you have a question, if you're offended, if you're struggling with offense, I'm going to strongly encourage you and challenge you right now to call 347-215-6446. We're going to take a little music break, and then we're going to come back and get into uh, why are we so offended? What is offense, and how can we overcome it? Hallelujah. 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 i mm-hmm. Welcome back to Real Talk with Tanya White. We're talking about overcoming offenses, 10 steps for healing your offended soul. And we're excited to have Brian Williams on. He is the author of that wonderful book. And listen, like I said earlier, carrying around offense is like carrying around a thousand-pound elephant on your shoulder. It is heavy and a hurtful load. And Brian Williams is going to share with us his nuggets of wisdom on how we can overcome offenses. And I believe this is his first time to Real Talk with Tanya White and hopefully not his last. So welcome to the Real Talk with Tanya White show, Mr. Brian Williams. Hello.
0: Hello, and how are you?
3: I am fantastic and excited to have you on the show, Mr. Williams. Thank you so much for joining us tonight.
0: You're welcome, and thank you for having me on.
3: Listen, I saw this book, and I forgot where I saw it at, but I said let me have him on this show because this is very a relevant, we call our show Rated R for being real relevant and refreshing, and this topic, overcoming offenses, fits the Rated R philosophy. So first, before we start digging in, we would like for you to tell us who you are in your own words.
0: Well, who am I? Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a father, a husband, an entrepreneur, an elder, (laughs) and also um, a loving person who cares about others. That sums me up in a nutshell.
3: Wow, and you are from uh, the state of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, correct?
0: Yeah, that is correct. We're we're supposed to be uh, showing off that love towards one another.
3: Yeah, so that probably prompted you to write this about this subject, Overcoming Offenses. Now, is this your first book?
0: It is my first book, and uh, what actually prompted me to write the book was uh, a very hard offense that I took on a little over a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been offended throughout life, which many people have, but this offense actually came through uh, my pastor. Mm. And uh, we have a loving relationship. I'm a son to him, and Mm. he is definitely my spiritual father. And uh, we um, he actually wanted me to get something done. He was really upset about something that has transpired. I'm an administrator at my church, so I oversee some ministries. And uh, he brought me into his office, and he just blasted me, Tanya. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at the time he did it, you know, I was pretty cool with it. You know, I left right. his presence with an attitude of, of a servant and said, I'll get it done. You know, there was no harm, no foul at that point. I went out and mission accomplished, got it handled, but... By the time I got in the car, all these negative feelings hit me. Like, Dad, why you talk to me like that? Did I deserve that? And, uh, you know, it it catapulted into a three-month hiatus internally. I still Mm. came to church. I still served. I still obeyed the Word of God that was spoken through him. He didn't even know I was offended. Mm. And uh, actually, uh, within that three-month period, the Lord started speaking to me. And told me that I was not over it and I need right. to deal with it head on and through prayer and, and talking with the Lord and obviously my third party person which is my wife mm-hmm. um, God started to give me steps on how to overcome this offense
2: wow and, uh,
0: I'm so grateful today that I obeyed the Lord and his promptings of getting over this thing and I was able to actually do what step one is and that's face. The offender. I had to go to my pastor in a loving way, in a way in which I wanted to make sure that the relationship would not be lost.
3: That's wow. such an important,
0: valuable statement there, Now, that this the relationship is, would not be lost.
3: This certainly fits already at our philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's real. I've been there. It's mm-hmm. relevant. And a, it's refreshing to know that. Because you said you're elder, you're man in the ministry, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm a minister myself, and people think that we don't struggle with certain issues. So it is refreshing to know that you were so honest and transparent in, in your answer. Because we've all been there, uh, whether it's a pastor, a, a a manager, a boss, parents, spouse, we've all experienced that. And so um, I'm so grateful that you took those steps to really work through it yourself and then share it with others. Now, before we dig into some of these steps and these nuggets of profound wisdom that you share in your book, can you define uh, or tell us how do we know when we're harboring an offense instead of just working through the hurt? Well, I
0: think it's pretty easy to know when we're harboring an offense. If we're okay. around another person in which we cannot be ourselves, Ooh. then that is an indication that we're offended. If we're around a person or a person enters our environment and it causes us to change our behavior mm. and the way we talk, and we start feeling negative ev- emotions and vibes, we're offended.
3: Can you say that again, Mr. <laughs> Darwin? <laughs>
0: If someone enters your room, say say you're, uh, you know, chit-chatting with your girlfriend and mm-hmm. another lady walks up, and that conversation cannot continue as it was, and you are feeling negative emotions about the person and vibes, then that is an indication that you are offended. Mm, mm,
3: mm. That's a million-dollar, million-dollar uh, information right there. Um Offense, it, it's a heavy thing. How can we reach the point in saying, okay, I'm offended. I'm offended. And as you share in your testimony, you had to, you know, work through some steps and face your the one who offended you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if, let's go here, what if the person who offended you is no longer uh, in your life through death, departure, or whatever, How can you face them when you can't face them?
0: Well, you really have to face yourself. Okay. You have to, one, like you said, admit, step one, admit that I'm offended. Because, you know, a lot of times if someone's harboring ill feelings over a long period of time, it becomes second nature to them. Mm -hmm. So then they get to a point where they feel that they're not offended. And it's just like
3: Just a a lie. (laughs) We call it justified, but it's just a lie, a lie to yourself. (laughs) That's it. Because many times when people ask you, have I done something wrong to you, we give this politically correct answer, no, I'm okay, no, Mm -hmm. I'm over it. And really, (laughs) you're dealing with offense.
0: That's right. And, you know, when the person is, is dead and gone, you just have to face it in yourself and say, you know what, My dad or my mother or whoever it was did hurt me. Mm -hmm. And I'm still carrying around some bitterness and negative thoughts against them. And, you know, I am going to release them of that right now. Mm. I'm going to be like Christ and say, Father, forgive them because they know not what they did. Wow. Wow.
3: And it takes a level of emotional maturity that you have to work and grow into correct?
0: Oh, you're definitely right. You know, that's that's what's really going on with the world today. There's a lot of immature people out here, and also ignorant people. who Say really it ain't so,
3: not, Mr. Bryant Williams. Say it ain't so. Look, I'm, I'm going to have to keep it real. You know, <laughs> this is real talk with Tanya White. We love realness.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a lot of immature and ignorant people. When people hear the word ignorant, they think negative. But mm-hmm. ignorant also means unlearned. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are unlearned out here on how to deal and overcome in their relationships. Why is the divorce rate so high? Because <laughs> something was said to somebody else, most likely, and the person couldn't get over it and couldn't forgive them. So they said, the heck with you. I'm going another direction.
3: Yes. And a lot of, not just marriages, friendships are, are, are destroyed that way. Yes. Uh, you know, divine connections. Uh, a business connection, spiritual connection, are destroyed that way because of offense. Now that moves me to my next question. A lot of us don't understand that Satan is rejoicing, and it is his good pleasure when we are carrying around offense. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the spiritual warfare and the spirituality behind uh, what offense is?
0: Sure, sure, and it's great you mention that because at the point in our heart and mind when we choose not to forgive and not to analyze the offense we actually open the door to satan's devices mm-hmm. because we're saying i'm prideful and i don't want to deal with it and why did satan get get kicked out why did uh, lucifer get kicked out of heaven because mm-hmm. of pride he wanted to be like the most high god and when we stand up and say we're not hurt We don't want to deal with it. We actually allow what's called the root of bitterness to start to develop. And when you allow bitterness, envy, and strife to start to enter your heart, you now put yourself on Satan's grounds. So now he can infiltrate your mind and start to um, bombard your mind with more negative thoughts about the person who has hurt you.
3: Mm, if you just join, real we'll talk with Tanya White. Brian Williams is rightly dividing this word of truth when he's talking about offenses. So if you have any questions right now, please call 347-215-6446. Now, mm, you, you mentioned the first step, uh, you have to face your offender. What's another Thing you must do if you really, because a lot of us don't really want to overcome the fence because it is we think it's easier to carry around. You know, I'm right and I'm just gonna be right
2: because mm-hmm.
3: uh, they hurt me and I don't want. Like you said, I don't want to deal with it.
2: Mm-hmm. When
3: you really want to, what is the next step you have to decide to do?
0: Well, there's actually ten steps in the book, but the one of the steps I really cherish is step seven which is fighting negative thoughts, because mm. at the time you get offended, until the time you decide not to deal with the offense, you, in your mind, start to think negatively about the person who has hurt you. And Man. it's a natural instinct, so I'm, I'm not negating our natural side, our humanness but this is the area where we have to fight with some tenacity Mm
2: -hmm. and say,
0: you know what, I'm not going to let my thoughts go but so far here. Listen, if, if it's a marital issue, that's my wife. This is the person I'm in covenant with. If it's your relationship with God, you have to say, wait a minute, God is more important to me than this issue that I'm harboring against him. So you really have to... Get the tenacity built up, that fight in you to fight against the negative thoughts because the negative thoughts will lead to your negative
3: actions. Mm, say that again, Brian Williams. I'm loving this talk.
0: Say it again. Your negative thoughts are going to impact and cause you to have negative actions. So before you know it, you can get hurt in church. And then by you getting offended at church, you'll still come to church. You'll still sit in the pew. But you're hurt. And because you're hurt, you won't get involved with the church. You won't help move the church's vision. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) So you're really being a negative impact to the ministry or to that job or to that family
2: Mm -hmm. instead
0: of you getting some strength about yourself and saying, you know what, I'm going to fight these negative thoughts because the person or the place is more important than what I'm going through.
3: Listen, you guys, this is the most powerful and profound show of Real Talk with Tanya White we have had since we launched in January 2009. If you have a question, and our our phone lines are lit up, Brian Williams, so I hope you get ready. We're going to bring some uh, patient listeners on. Please call 347-215-6446, or if you can't call in, please put your question up in chat. We're going to go to the Tennessee area. 901 has been patient Thank you for calling Real Talk with Tanya White. You have a question?
5: Hi, this is Manosha. Hello. Hello. It's just really good to hear um, anyone speak about offense and what to do next. Yeah. Uh, because, because oftentimes we just stay offended. Yes. And then it kind of stacks. And it was the first person who said something like that, not you. You know what
2: I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
5: I just had my my, um, power lines cut at my house yesterday morning. And um, I I asked the guy, I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm I'm taking the copper. Mm. I really, I swear, I didn't even take offense. I thought, okay, well, that's kind of honest, you know, in a stealing sort of way. He cut four of my wires, and I, I, I had no way to operate. And then everybody goes, you know what? You should have never come out of your house. I'm like, well, I didn't expect anybody out there cutting my wires. I've owned three homes. I've never, I don't know. I just haven't experienced this. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. And I have to honestly say, I still am not taking offense. I found some um, Mm deterrents, literally some uh, fencing or whatever, so that my place isn't so accessible or whatever. In other words, this could have happened to anyone, Mm -hmm. but my, the, a lot of people were like, "Well, why aren't you offended?" Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just not. But but you know, I, I imagine I could build up a case towards it. So um, I'm just, I'm just grateful that someone's speaking about offense and actually educating you on what to do if you have if you are offended and what to do about it. What to do? Like, what's the next step instead of just letting it fester?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's so well, true. Thank you so
0: much for your comments.
3: Thank you. Yeah, Memphis. thank you. Thank you. Keep listening, okay, Memphis?
0: I am.
3: All right. Now, uh, Brian Williams, you said uh I'm trying to and I'm not even trying to write right now. I'm trying to remember something you said about the seventh step. And we want you to go to Overcoming Offenses right now and uh, purchase this book. Is your book on Amazon.com or
0: Yes, it's on Amazon.com. It's on over like 49 different internet websites, from Books a Million to Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You'll find it there.
3: Yes, but if you go, if they order directly from you, will you sign it?
0: Oh, I definitely get the joy of personally signing them, and I yes. just don't put my John Hancock. I do make it a little more personable, and yes. you can order that autographed copy at overcomingoffenses.com.
3: Yes, and as an author myself, I encourage you to go straight to the author's website uh, because we do. We I know when I sign books and give words of impartation, it's probably just for you, so please go right now to overcomingoffenses.com. Now, when you tried to take the steps, and we're not going to give all the steps because we want you to purchase this book. This book is not something you're going to read, something you're going to work through, I believe. That's when right. you take the steps say, you know what, I have an offense and I want to overcome it, I want to let it go. Now, do you have to wait for the other person, because we always try to wait for somebody to say, I'm sorry, <laughs> well, before we get a release. Is that appropriate? Or is that really overcoming offense?
0: Well, if the person is still in your life, you do need to hear from them that they apologize.
3: (laughs) If
0: the person is still in your life and you are going to face the offense with them, it is important to get closure by hearing them apologize.
3: Now, is it enough for them to say I'm sorry?
0: <laughs> well, you know, some people are not conversationalists.
3: Okay. So,
0: hopefully we can have some discernment about their their genuineness of when they say I'm sorry.
6: Okay. So, but
0: you you need to you need to hear that from them. You know, with my pastor, um when I mentioned to him I was offended, mm-hmm. I can tell his whole demeanor changed. Okay. And he even got to the point where he says, son, you know, I really didn't mean it like that. Right. It wasn't aimed towards you. And he says, son, I apologize if I hurt your feelings. Will you Mm -hmm. forgive me? And in that instant of me hearing that, I felt the release. I didn't even say yes yet, but I felt the release in my heart and mind that I knew, here's my answer and the closure Mm -hmm. and overcoming the offense.
3: And you said something, he said, will you forgive me, and I'm sorry. And I'm a teacher, too, by profession, and a lot of times when kids get in trouble and I say, don't you owe them a pardon, they'll just say it and don't mean it. And sometimes a lot of adults do that. But you said you have to discern. You have to discern the fact And even if they don't mean it, don't You have to work through it and through prayer and really struggling and fighting through. I love what you said, fighting through. You still have to fight through to overcome the offense, correct?
0: Yes, that is correct. you got to fight through.
3: Wow. Listen, if you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Brian Williams, author of Overcoming Offenses, 10 Steps for Healing Your Offended Soul. Now let's go to a call from North Carolina. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hello.
6: Hi, how are you?
3: I'm fantastic. How are you doing?
6: I'm fine, thanks. I am calling um, because I think I'm at a point in my life where I have gone into seclusion, Mm -hmm. extremely introverted, which is not the way I've always been, but I think that this is the safest place for me to be. Mm -hmm. It seems like everything is offensive to me, Mm -hmm. and I know it's not healthy, I do pray. I do meditate. I read quite a bit, but I find that I find safety in in being alone. Mm. Wow. Even though I I really know that is not healthy, mm-hmm. but it brings me some some peace.
3: Very common. Very common. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, uh, answer that, Brian?
0: Sure, sure. Well, it does sound like um, the caller's been offended. Mm -hmm. and not just on one occasion. And when it becomes multiple offenses that we really don't deal with correctly, we Mm -hmm. do begin to retreat and try to find a safe haven within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And this is the time where you need to kind of get alone and you need to evaluate. You need to honestly examine yourself, which is step five. Mm-hmm. examine your heart and say where did all this begin
6: Well and... go ahead I was going to say I think I suffer from if you will the good girl syndrome and that's not the type of world we live in today And um it's it's just like uh doing the right thing being an honest person being a good uh, mother coworker um you name it, I tr- I try to be that, and that is not. And I'm just going to say that is not the end thing to be right now. Is a uh, a good girl, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's considered uh boring. Um, it's considered um, odd. By um, whose standards? Uh, by those that I may associate with. Mm. You yeah. know, why why do you always have to be so perfect? Why why does everything? You know why? Why do you shun you know certain people's activities or what they desire to do? That's their business, and you know it's not like I'm speaking my mind or anything. It's just like I don't I don't do that or I don't approve of that, and I'm not going to get involved. Maybe I just don't feel comfortable. <sighs> so,
0: Sounds like know. to me you maybe have some of the wrong circle of friends or people that you're choosing to hang around.
6: Well, I and then that's the thing. I think would think that over the last five years or so, I have just gone into conc- to seclusion. I just, you know, I choose not to. Friends is a very strong word for me. Even though if you saw me or in the public or whatever, you think, oh, she, she's just a very kind and friendly person. But in reality, I don't let anybody in anymore. Well,
0: that really um, can hinder you as, as an individual because now – your heart, you're unwilling to be open again to allow the freedom of other people to enter or exit your life. And um, when that happens, we're really stunning our growth because people come into our lives and exit our lives for growth purposes. Mm -hmm. And and this is a time that you need to grow. We grow in tough times, not in Mm -hmm. the sunshine. And this is a time where you're going to have to evaluate yourself. You're saying it's a good girl syndrome. But maybe it's a little more than that. I, I hear that, you know, the people that you're around, you know, don't accept your opinion. Mm-hmm. And any time that you continuously stay in an environment where you're unaccepted, look, Jesus was smart enough to know, I'm leaving the folk that don't <laughs> celebrate me. Yes. The Bible says he could do no good works in his own hometown because they didn't believe in him. You need to get away from those people who can't celebrate you and respect your opinion. You're gonna find a new breath of fresh air with some new people,
3: yeah. okay, yeah, and i I've been there too, my sister, and I had to reevaluate and really check was I not allowing people in or did I need to first of all you know think about what what was going on within me, uh-huh. and then you know redevelop some standards in my life, not to be just mental but to be inclusive uh, to the to the point where And understand that I'm going to get hurt because I understand that good girl syndrome. I'm the oldest child, the oldest grandchild, a lot of expectations. I was supposed to do this. But I had to really realize that people are going to be people, and and I'm going to get hurt sometimes. And I had to learn from that hurt and really uh, be comfortable with me, as Brian says, and not allow myself to be surrounded with people who did not accept me for who I was.
6: Well, I mean and what and blame do you do? Me for
3: everything. I was the one who always got blamed for everything too. Um,
6: like the topic is taking offense. I, I was very active in a church for about seven years and I gave so much of myself and I left there wounded and hurt and I have never been the same since. I mean I've been church hopping, but it's like wow, how can you be destroyed in a church? How how can you be destroyed in a church?
0: Well, let me help you out. Offenses come really to make us strong. They're to make us better. It's to help us in our character. And I, I, I'm glad you brought that up
2: mm-hmm.
0: because because you got offended there. Now, like you said, it's causing you to do other things like church hop. But maybe where you were originally at is where the will of God is for your life. hmm mm-hmm. And if you feel you've been hurt by someone there, by something they said, by something they've done, you have to evaluate that in your heart and say, okay, this is what happened. This is what transpired. I need to forgive them. And I've got to bring this out because Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, Jesus blatantly says to the people, he says, if you forgive your brothers, then I or your heavenly father will forgive you. Mm -hmm. But if you do not forgive your brothers, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. What's he telling us? He's saying your relationships on earth are tied to your relationship with me. You have to come to a place where you can evaluate you being offended at that church. If you get the strength and the courage, which I believe you can get to go and visit them. If the person's still there, you need to talk to them and let them know what happened, and try to save the relationship, bring closure, and get forgiveness.
2: Okay.
6: Because I've tried that. I mean, I've talked to other people, and it's like go back, visit, see if you still feel the same. Um, and you know, I just I do want to forgive. I want to forgive. I want to go on. I want God to use me. Uh, maybe at another church. Um but <laughs>
2: um
6: you i don't i just don't I don't know how it the, the, again the topic is overcoming offenses if it's like if it's happening at church, if it's happening in my social life something if someone offends me, I say I forgive them, but I, yet and still I cut them off mm-hmm. I, well, sometimes I cut them off
3: I was the master at off first, so I understand mm-hmm. what you are saying. Um, and so again, I had to really realize that, you know, I I had to say to myself, girl, you are gonna get hurt because I I grew up that everything, if I did the right thing and every, and I treated people right, that everything was gonna fall into line. And that was a hard rude awakening for me, uh, that everything was not gonna fall into line. That when you treat people kind, they sometimes they will treat you bad. And so I had mm-hmm. to really realize that that in myself, and not not saying that I really. You know, I still struggle sometimes, but I had to really deal with. You know, I'm going to get hurt, and will I allow this hurt to hinder me? And so, and so that's why I believe. you. Now, Brian Williams, can you yes. can she could continue to connect with you because I feel that she may need some more, uh, you know, information and, and guidance in this area. Sure. Sure. How can sure. she keep in contact with you?
0: She can do it by two ways. She can email me at Brian Williams at overcomingoffenses.com. Okay. Um the other way, I hope you have a pen. Do you have a pen?
6: Uh, yeah. Okay. Let
0: me know when you're ready.
6: I'm ready.
0: You can call me at 267 237 2039. That's how personable that? I am as an author. <laughs> 267
6: okay. 237
0: 2039 I know what it's like to get offended at church. I know what it's like to want to leave the church and go somewhere else and be used. I know the feeling.
6: Okay. Well, I I thank you all very much and I plan to look at this um website uh that you have on your chat room wall. Um, but I, I just know that this is not healthy. Maybe someone else is listening because this has got to stop. I don't want to live my life singular. I know that I did not give this gift, receive this gift of compassion and giving for no reason at all.
3: That's wow. right. Gift of compassion and giving. Wow. You're not alone, my sister. We have so many things. It, it, <laughs> it, it, re- it hurts. It really oh, does it hurt. And you're going to be hurt. And you can contact me at Tanya at TanyaWhite.com because I've been there. I know exactly what you mean. Um, the good girl syndrome, I could write a book about that. Okay.
0: But I, thank you I, all.
3: Yes, thank well, thanks you. Thanks for calling in. Uh-huh. Thank you. Wow. Brian, uh-huh. that that's so that's awesome. So awesome. Uh-huh. Um, Very relevant topic, very relevant yeah. topic, especially when it comes to the church. And, and she touched on something so, so profound. She said the good girl syndrome. And if, if you're not a woman, you know, you can't understand the magnitude of that because as women – we We are taught by different standards than men um and and even though you're you're taught to be a certain way the sometimes the people who teach you <laughs> that way are the ones who attack you and uh you know reject you and not accept you and and that is so devastating so devastating um and I, especially as a, a woman in ministry you're gonna be offended many times and you have to, and you can't let that stop you and keep you stuck in a rut. So I'm That's so right. glad that you wrote this book and you addressed um the fact about the ten steps for healing your offended soul because when you're offended it affects everything from the way you act, the way you dress, the way you think and the way your soul soars. It can you know it can be bitter, it can be better. That's so, right. What other nuggets of wisdom? Because we are in overtime right now, and we are definitely going to have you back for probably just some on-air coaching and uh, guidance. Uh, because this, and sometimes this is a secret sin that people struggle with. Do you agree? And, and you're
0: exactly right in saying that. And that's another reason why I felt so compelled to write the book, Tanya, because mm-hmm. it's like the silent killer. Yes. And nobody talks about it. You don't.
2: You hardly even hear it talked about it over the pulpit.
1: Yes,
0: And I felt so strong in me that I needed to face this and solve this problem for people head on so that they can get some real true answers from somebody who's been through it.
3: Yes. And and, and, and I, I want to encourage everybody, go to overcoming offenses. Read Brian Williams' a bio because it says that, you know, you were in the streets of Philadelphia. You was known as a drug dealer, womanizer. Uh, and you and those two, you you had to offend somebody. Uh, you had to offend, especially the womanizer. So he knows what he's talking about. And I, I, and your spirit and your voice is so uh, calming and and so sincere. So I want to encourage everybody to go to OvercomingOffenses dot com. What nugget of wisdom? Uh, what words of healing can you leave with our audience about why it is so important to fight a love? I'm a fighter. Fight your way through uh, being offended.
0: The encouragement I want to leave with the listeners today is that you can overcome it. Mm -hmm. If you make a decision and have a made-up mind to say, you know what, this relationship is more important than the situation I'm dealing with, and you see the potential in the relationship, then you go for it. Don't worry about what you look like. Don't worry about what it seems. You go after the opportunity to overcome the offense. And an offense, forgiveness is really a two-edged sword. Mm -hmm. It heals the person who was offended, and it also releases the offender. Mm -hmm. And both need the help and the need of forgiveness. So I'm telling you, if you're listening tonight, you can overcome your offense in any situation. And please feel free to contact me so that I can coach you through your times of offense.
3: Yes. We are just just honored to have you on the show. We're definitely going to try to get you back. What is next on the horizon for you? Any more books, workshops? Do you go to churches and talk about your books?
0: Well, yeah, I just had a book signing at Bethany Baptist Church a few weeks ago in reference to the book, uh, which is uh, Bishop David G. Evans over in Lindenwald, New Jersey. I'm going to be involved in an author symposium on Saturday, April 24th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Susquehanna Bank Center in Camden, New Jersey. I'll be one of the speakers and authors there. I also have a talk radio show called The Truth About Relationships, mm-hmm. which can be listened to on demand at artist, the word first, dot com, oh, okay. backslash Williams dot htm. So I can be listened to there as well. And I am looking to take this book and make it a workbook. Okay. I've had a large church in Philadelphia make mention to me that they wanted to put my book into their teaching of their bible institute yes so we're going to turn it into a workbook and hopefully i'm planning uh, by the grace of god to have that available in september
3: wow listen much success i'm gonna have to check out artists, your artist's first show i'm yes. a relationship person i love 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 talking about relationships of all types and so i'm gonna check it out uh if nothing else we we wish you and your family blessings much success much healing through this awesome book, Overcoming Offenses, and we are definitely, definitely going to follow up with you later.
0: Thank you so much, Tanya.
3: Thank you. You have a wonderful weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Wow, you guys, this show, listen, we did, did double duty today. We had a Live at Five show with Abraham McDonald. He was amazing and inspired us to keep on keeping on. This show with LaShonda Jones talking about her book, My God and Me, Listening, learn, Learning, and a Life Lessons about her journey. And then Brian Williams talking about this awesome, awesome book, Overcoming Offenses. We're definitely going to have him back and just have a show where he can just talk to you listeners because, like I said, this is a silent, silent thing sometimes we struggle with and do not want to encourage people or help people to overcome this. So we'll probably set up something in the near future. If you miss any part of this show, listen to the archives. Check them out. Go to com. Get Girl, You Can Win, The Ten Highly Essential Habits of a Winning Woman. Check us out next Thursday when we're talking about go get your joy back. We're going to give you an extreme joy makeover. Sandra Steen will be our guest. That's going to be powerful. This show has just inspired me. I'm so ready to uh, just press forth on some things that I have been struggling with. And so I hope you continue to learn and listen Visit Brian Williams at overcomingoffenses.com and just keep encouraged. Just know that you're not alone. If you're dealing with offense, you're not alone. Uh, It's not going to be easy. It's not a quick fix, but you have to, like Brian said, you have to fight your way through it uh, to heal the relationships and reconcile the differences. And sometimes accepting that the relationship will not be the way you uh, hope for but you can accept that and embrace it and move forward. I love you guys. I love, love, love you guys. I hope that you have been empowered, inspired to live and change your no-I-can't attitudes into yes-I-can action. Listen, we're going to close out with one of my favorite songs from Queen Latifah. And it's so fitting for this uh, topic when you're dealing with offenses, being offended by people. Sometimes you just have to understand that people are just people, and sometimes they're going to hurt you, they're going to love you. But uh, you need to deal with it, deal with truth, communicate, and then let some things go. Listen, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Tune in next week. Just continue to win in 2010. I'll talk to you next week. (music) Bye-bye.
1: People are just people Leaving in God's hands Cause the devil is lethal You get what you earn Also you live and you learn So expect nothing in return Do what you do from the heart Then move on Cause in the eyes of the ungrateful You can't do wrong That's when the negative energy